Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Buzz on Leadership. I am your host, Terry Buzzard Jr., and I am excited to partner with you along your journey of exploration into leadership. Whether you're an aspiring leader and just looking for tidbits and things to what to expect, or you're already a seasoned leader and maybe you just want them some some concepts on what to be reminded of, or or maybe just different ways of doing something, or maybe it's just something that you didn't know before. Um, I, I'm excited to be along this journey with you. And do me a favor, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Make sure you share this with your friends. If you find benefit on it, they're probably going to find benefit too. So you definitely want to take the time and, and do that. Um, you know, the more people that we can impact, you know, the, the better things can be for just everybody in general. But without further ado, uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. You know, there's really kind of one big secret to dealing with people. You know, and as leaders, that's what we do, right? We, we, we work with leaders, we work with our team, whether you're a higher up a CEO in a company, or maybe you're first level, who knows. But and, and really what that boils down to is the only way, and a lot of times to deal with people, we need to get them to help do things that maybe they don't want to do. Uh, we need to influence them. And, and really the only way to get someone to really do something that they don't necessarily want to do, we can use scare tactics. You know, we can threaten their job and we can do those types of things, you know, while others, which is, a, which is an old fashioned way of doing it. And I know a lot of, not a lot of us do that anymore. While others take a different approach, you know, we take a more human approach. Of course, this is going to vary based on your staff and who you're working with. But in today's world, um, we really kind of take that different approach on, on how we deal with people and the way that we think about things, you know. Uh, really, it's the same way people have, have – we need to treat people, I guess, the way that, that they want to be treated. And people, to be honest with you, for thousands of years or hundreds of thousands of years – have wanted to be dealt with in one particular way since we were created. You know, with an aggressive approach, they may do it, right? If we, we force them into doing it, and sometimes, unfortunately, that's necessary. But they might be do it, and they might be nice to your face, but what happens when your back is turned? You know, that's when things start to go south. Chatter starts to happen amongst the, the troops, and it can, come, it can turn negative on our aspect. The only way to really kind of get somebody to do anything is by giving them, again, what they want. And there's really two main things that people want. And, and really, we're going to really kind of work on just one thing here today. And what we're really kind of talking about is that is the desire to be great. Yes, it is that simple. People have a burning desire and yearning to be great. Or maybe it's in the same part of that. Maybe it's a desire to be important or to feel important. Every one of us has this craving to feel appreciated. And a lot of times that's what, when we feel appreciated, that's what ties back into getting that feeling of importance, to get that feeling of greatness. You know, I mean, you know, and this is a good question to kind of maybe reflect on, you know, what do you do to feel important? You know, everybody does something a little bit different, you know. Some people, unfortunately, like to uh, put other people down to make themselves better. You know, I personally like to, to coach and mentor others, to watch them have breakthroughs and, 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 and learn things about themselves. That makes me feel important. Sharing information makes me feel important. And everybody has their own thing, but what is it about you? You know, I mean, I want you to keep that question in mind as we kind of go through this, because you need to find out what that is with the people that you're working with. Because that's what you need to focus on for each individual person. There isn't one blanket thing. Mother Teresa likes to do things for humanity. I just did a, uh, 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 an event here this weekend called, um, uh, what's it called, Empty Bowls of Denton. Uh, 
and and they the ladies that I'll put this on the church group that's what they like to do they like to go through and and that they feel important and significant by helping homeless you know by making sure that the homeless in our area are fed you know I mean, have you, I mean, think about this for just a second though, you know, I mean, how many times in your life have you done a mundane task and no one ever showed any appreciation? They just thought, well, that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Right. And, and I know that you have, I mean, we've all done that. Sometimes it's nice just to get that little quote unquote pat on our back, the acknowledgement that something happened, even if it's the most mundane, simplest thing in the world, these things can have an impact on us, you know? And, and I mean, it is, it's, it's true out there that, that some people literally will go insane and act out if they just to feel appreciated, you know, uh, think of a kid and unfortunately throwing a temper tantrum because they're not feeling appreciated and they want attention from, from, from you or whatever. They don't get what they want. They feel appreciated by, or important by getting things from, from whatever, you know, and some, I mean, I mean, let's, let's look at it. Even as an adolescent, sometimes we turn to crime. We turn it, we get into gangs. We get into these people getting those things because the, those people in that group, they feel appreciated amongst their peers. Maybe they don't get it at home, whatever that happens to be. Not being in, you know, as well as I do, is not being appreciated is a very lonely experience. You know, it makes you feel insignificant. It's not uncommon, especially even in the workplace. You know, some people become, they become recluse. Um, they become very introverted just simply so they don't have to deal with the feeling of not being appreciated. They just shut down. They just, oh, this is what I'm going to do, blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to do that. And the more that somebody feels appreciated, the more they're going to do for the team. The more they do for the team, the more they're doing for the company. The more they're doing for the company, the better everything is for everybody, right? And to be honest with you, to be a true leader, and I mean to truly inspire one of the most important things that you can really work on is creating enthusiasm in your team. And really, honestly, everybody around you. I mean, think of it like a dog, right? I mean, when, every time you see a dog and they're really happy and they're wagging their tail and they're like, oh, yeah, I get to see you again, you know? It's that type of thing. You want to pet that dog. You want to be around that animal. And we need to be that same way, you know? And it sounds easy enough, right? But, I mean, how do you do it so that it really, really hits home with people? And that really kind of boils down to just simply appreciation and encouragement. Yep, those two things. Showing honest and sincere appreciation and honest and sincere encouragement to others. And that's it. And I'm not talking about, and I'm talking about real appreciation, real encouragement. I'm not talking about that surface level stuff. You know, it's not that, oh, thanks for working 50 hours a week, you know, 75 hours a week for us. We appreciate the extra work you're putting in. Surface level, people literally see right through that, you know. And even kind of reflecting on an earlier episode, it really kind of starts there where, um, you know, we talk about never really criticizing or condemning or complaining anytime, anytime ever, ever, never do that. Because when they see that, people sometimes are afraid to know we find out what those things are that we can do to help them be a better person. You know, the average leader out there, or really the bulk of them, they don't do this at all. Um, they literally do the exact opposite. You know, they, they don't show any appreciation. I've worked for companies before where I didn't get one simple value of anything that I ever did. And I know I was doing good. I knew what I was doing. But from an upper level management portion, from a management position, they never said a word. And that, that it makes you feel crappy. And remember, people leave bad businesses. They don't, they, they leave bad leaders. Obviously, I'll leave a bad company if the company's not bad, but a lot of times that's leadership as well. And I kind of want to, I kind of want you to think about it from this perspective just a little bit too. Have, have you ever been hungry? 
And I'm talking hungry. I'm talking super, super hungry to the point to where you're just starving. You know, maybe you were broke and just didn't have any money. And I'm talking to the point to where you're you're putting salt on your arm and you just want to start taking bites out of it. You know, and I think about it from from a standpoint like if you've ever done a fast. You know, a lot of fasts they're popular. They do great things for the body. And I see people do these three day water fasts and stuff all the time. And I've done them. I've done plenty if I've done 30 day fast before. And I can tell you this, you're more hungry and starving for food on the second day than you are in the sixth day or 20th day. If you're juice fasting, obviously water is going to be a little bit different, but I mean, how many people that, that work with you are on that second or third day of a fast when they, when they're just starving, they just yearn for the appreciation from you. They want it so bad. It hurts. And they have to stifle themselves and hold themselves back because you're not giving them what they need. I mean, think about it. What do you do to your team to show appreciation? Throwing a a, a pizza party isn't what I'm talking about either, right? (laughs) I'm just not, right? I'm talking about it, but I'm also talking about appreciation and not flattery. You know, oh, you look nice. You you know, you you dress well. That's 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 superficial. Again, we don't do that. I mean, flattery will get you nowhere, right? People can see right through it. I'm talking about recognizing for some someone for something that most people don't notice. Those little things like the way they they keep things organized, you know, just the little things that help improve the environment. I mean, talk to them about it in front of people too sometimes, you know. I mean, my question to you also is what do you do to boost someone's self-esteem? You know, we all get down on ourselves. Every single person listening to this podcast, including myself, we have negative self-talk and we have to be cognitive of it. And if somebody else isn't helping us get through that, then we're only adding to the problem, right? And it's just like, you know, starving for a fast. We need food for our self-esteem, for our minds, just like your staff does, you know? I mean, think, you got to think about what their good points are, you know, think about what makes them unique. I remember, and you know, a lot of this kind of comes from, and I, and I hate, and I hate this, but I remember when I was growing up, you know, my mother would drag me to the mall. And I, I'm not, I wasn't a big mall person. Sometimes I would, sometimes not. But for the most part, I, I just wasn't, didn't have a good experience. But then she made it worse. How do you make, how do they make it worse? You said, good question. Thank you for asking. I, she, we used to sit there and quote unquote people watch and, and, and just sit and look at people. And I just, I had zero interest in it. And then she would try to make it more exciting by saying, what, what do you think those person, what kind of work do you think that person does? What, 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 do you, what do you think that person thinks? How do you think they are? And, you know, after a while, of course, you end up giving in because you can't go anywhere because it's just you're with your mother. Um, you can't just get up and leave. Uh, so you're kind of stuck there, right? So you end up jumping in on the game. But the thing is, what that did, though, later on in life is it taught me the importance of really looking at something through somebody else's eyes. You know, everybody has a different journey. Everybody thinks differently. You know, even just like even just like clients I have, you know, I mean, I can't I do things differently than the way they do. And I have to work with them on what they need to help them overcome those obstacles, and those hurdles. And so, and, and so it gave me it, nowadays I realize it was, a, it was a lesson in life. I'm not sure it was necessarily intentional, but now I can I look at everybody from from their perspective and the way that they think. So I try and think from their perspective as best as I can. And really, how do you do that? Maybe you don't have a strong skill on that. Maybe you don't really think about that. 
So how do you get to know, truly know the person? And this kind of ties back into some other things that we'll get into later on as well. But if you really want to get to know the person, first off, you need to be having weekly personal conferences with them or what you'll hear me say PCs. And that's where you're diving in deep with them. You're, you're asking them questions. And I'm not talking about the superficial stuff. I'm not talking about, you know, just talking about work things, but talking about what are their goals? What do they admire? You know, what are their habits? What inspires them? What kind of, you know, when I say habits, what, what things do they like to do? You know, and it's interesting because when you start to do these things and you start to learn, you know, what other skills they have that you might not know about. Those are things that can benefit the team. You know, maybe somebody has an aspiration of, of doing something and, and you might not want to let them go off of your team, but they work better on another team because that's where they want to grow and where they're going to flourish. Great. Let's make that happen. You know, let's show the appreciation for doing that. It's not that you want to get rid of them or anything like that, of course. It's just making sure you're doing them. You know, maybe maybe you find out you're working with one of your team members. They like to do uh, graphic arts. They do, and so maybe they're good at Photoshop and all that stuff. Great. Now you've got a resource for that. You're using them for their best and purpose. You know, uh, maybe it's somebody that likes to throw parties or good at organizing those types of things. Great. Put them in charge of that task. That way in your office, create one, let them do it. Show them how much you appreciate everything you're doing for them. Show them that you're honoring them for who they are and what their capabilities are. And you do this not just in the office, do it for everybody. Even if you're married still or in a long relationship, you know what that person is. Give them what they need to make themselves better, to show the appreciation, to show those types of things. You know, you know consider you know something else to consider is timing on the praise. You know, when is it going to give the biggest impact? Some people don't like to be uh, 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 appreciated in public. They want to be appreciated behind the scenes. You know, hey, look, I noticed you've been doing these things. It's really, really making an impact. This is how it's impacting things. And this is why life is better with you. You don't think they're going to be appreciative of that? You don't think they're going to work harder and better for you? Absolutely they are. Come on now. You know, and it's going to have, an, it's going to have a bigger impact on you, on the team, and everything else. Maybe it'll be an award at a larger company meeting, you know, and it's not always just awarding the top salesperson, the top producers or whatever. There's a lot of other people within the organization that do that. We need to find ways of doing that. I mean, we got to remember, you know, a, a good leader always has a kind heart. You know, and, and that's the, one of the most important things. And it's really finding that kindness with that person. You know, when you have PCs with people, you know, it's, it's important to really dive deep into, and again, to find out what it is about them that makes them the person that they are, how they think, you know, sometimes even help sitting with them to help solve a problem, maybe bring a problem that you have to kind of work on or work through and get their input so you can learn how they think. Maybe they're going to bring a different insight that you didn't think of. You know how powerful it is when you can say, hey, you helped with this. It's you, because of you, you made this easier. Again, you don't think they're going to be appreciative of that. You don't think they're going to like that. Of course they are. Who wouldn't? Same thing with your kids. Same thing with your dog. Same thing with your spouse. Same thing with everybody, your friends. Everybody does those types of things. And it's, you know, and it's kind of like for me, I always make this joke is I, I can build a house. You can put me in the middle of Home Depot and I can literally, within a few hours, draw out and tell you how many nails you need, how everything that you need to build an entire house. Put me in the middle of Hobby Lobby and ask me to decorate it, and I'm horrible at it. I, I just, there's too much angst. So focus on the part that I'm good at and let somebody else focus on the other stuff that we have. And that's also part of being a leader, which we'll get into later on, of course. And I, I kind of want to sign off with some of this here, too. You know, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, every person I meet is superior in some way. And that I learned from them. 
when you take the time to spend the, the, the effort with the people that you care about on your team, whatever it happens to be, you're learning from them and how much better of a appreciation and encouragement can they be when you do need something where you can go to them and say, Hey, let's get this knocked out. Of course they're going to be that way. They won't even think twice about it, but guys, that's, that's all for today. Uh, I do try and keep these fairly short for everybody. I don't want to drag on too much, but I want to try and get straight to the point on the head, hit the nail on the head. So again, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button, you know, hit that like button, share this with your friends, let them know that this is out there. The more people that, that know about this, the, the more that people that like it, the more it'll show to people that, that haven't seen it before and the bigger we can grow as a community and help each other out. So guys, again, this is Terry Buzzard Jr. Find me on, on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, LinkedIn with the, with the buzz on leadership. And guys, remember, try and do anything that you can possibly do to brighten someone's day. Thank y'all.